Ah, what a wonderful morning. Let me just get on social media here, check out and see how everybody's doing on the TikToks and the Twitters and the... What's this about Osama bin Laden? Uh, well, that can't be right. Another, di another, digi another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Gobble, gobble, gobble. It's time for another digital citizen. Uh, I'm Frau. With me, I have Luke. Hi, gobble, gobble. Hi, Frau. Hi, everybody. Happy, happy Turkey Day, mm -hmm. even though you don't celebrate yes. Thanksgiving. I, I do it. Uh, what do you call it when people celebrate things through other people? Uh, vicariously? Uh, vicariously, thank you. I do it vicariously through you. I guess so, yeah. Uh, yes. I mean, Thanksgiving is probably my favorite holiday most of the time. Like, just because it's less stressful than most, like, than Christmas, which is, like, you no, know, one not. of the funner. I, think. I know. No, it's not your favorite holiday. It's uh, not? Because I know... I know how crazy you get uh, around uh, Valentine's uh, when you send me 10,000 roses and things like that. Yeah, Valentine's. Everybody's yeah. favorite holiday. That's also just a stressful holiday, especially for <laughs> single people. But, like, Christmas is also stressful because you got to buy all these presents. Yeah. Thanksgiving is more, like, communal and, like, everybody just gets together and brings, you know, something of food or some type. It's just it's yeah. so much more chill. That's why I like Thanksgiving. I got to drive like two hours there and two hours back tomorrow, which is not super chill, but what are you going to oh, do? Oh, it's n not at your parents' uh, place. No. <laughs> I'm like, how the fuck do you, does he use two hours to his parents' place? That Then I think you would be shit drunk. <laughs> yeah, no, I... I'm I'm not excited for the driving part, especially since, you know, the roads are going to be insane when I, yeah. uh, on, on Thanksgiving, but you, you know, I get a podcast and you just sit in traffic and just do it. You don't even like, you know, I don't even, I, I know I'm going to sit in traffic, so I just got to be prepared for that. I'm going to bring snacks. Right. I'm going to have a podcast to listen to or a few to listen to. And I know I'm going to be sitting in traffic and just not get upset about it. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Other other than our own podcast, I am sure you listen to our uh, us. I I listen to ourselves because I'm. Uh, what do you call it when people are like very obsessed? Is it uh, a narcissist? Narcissist. Thank you. But I'm is a it narcissist? Uh, there's probably a specific like type of you wanting to hear or watch yourself back in like media form. There's probably a specific kind of, but I don't know what that word is. Yeah, at least I don't masturbate to my own pod podcast. That would be kind of... That, that would be really strange, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, ooh, I sound so sexy. <laughs> there was some podcast I listened to recently where a lady, she was a porn star, and she was saying how she, she does that to her own porn sometimes. And I thought that was kind of interesting. I don't know... To her own porn? Yeah, no. That, that, I, I, that I understand. Uh, as someone that has never filmed the porn in his entire life, I totally get that. Uh, if I had uh, made a porn, I would like to see it. 
Yeah, I guess it makes more sense that way, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, it's like it's you are like masturbating to yourself. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So that's a little but weird. You're, but you're also masturbating to a memory of making a porn, and porn is in in itself sexualized. So yeah, I guess so. But it, when it's like your job, it's a little different yeah. than when it's like a personal homemade thing. Also, right. Yeah, I don't know. It's a little strange. Do you think Biden masturbates to himself? That should be like that Everybody Poops book. <laughs> you know, Everybody Poops? They should have an Everybody yes. Masturbates book for, like, it's, teenagers. Yes. That's yes. Pro I bet you that already exists. Actually, no, I think <coughs> I bet $60 it does, yeah. Oh, uh, by the way, for people that can hear a difference in sound, yes. Uh, I have finally fucking got the computer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there is, a, there is a book, uh, available called Everybody Masturbates, by the way, yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah I do think, uh, Biden masturbates, yeah, I, th I think so. In the past, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but do you think, but do you think he masturbates to himself? That was the question. Oh, that's a, I don't know. That's a mm -hmm. whole other question, right? I don't, is mm. there any... Uh, I guess he wouldn't. It, it wouldn't have to be sexual to masturbate to yourself. It could just be any kind of video or photo of you. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he looks at himself in the UN standing on the podium. And just like right? whack. I <laughs> see. Something tells me Trump is more of the guy to masturbate to oh, himself, just like a picture of himself. Trump. Yeah. Oh, Trump. <laughs> Definitely, I could definitely see himself. him. Did you? Hear I him? have no problem believing that whatsoever. <laughs> Did you see the video of him denying the P tape in the rally this week? That was hilarious. No. Oh, it's so funny. Oh. He's like, he basically outed himself as a cheater at the same time. He was like, Melina didn't believe that P tape stuff. She didn't believe it at all. Uh, that I. She was like, I don't believe that one. Is what he said, basically yeah, saying, one. Yeah. "I believe all these other women, like Stormy Daniels and all those people. <laughs> That's probably true. The P tape is not." And he said, it, "She knew. She knows I'm a germaphobe. I would never. That would never happen." It was very funny. He like at the same time outed himself and was yeah. like defending himself. Yeah, very good. That is kind of funny. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, uh, NBC poll signal that uh, younger voters are questioning Biden. Uh, Joe Biden is trailing Trump in hypothetical general election matchups among young voters, according to an NBC poll on come, that came out on Sunday. Among voters, uh, voters 18 to 35, 5, 30, oh, 34, Biden saw 42% support. That compared to Trump, who l led him with 46%. This is an early warning for Biden's campaign ahead of 2024. Young, vo no shit, <laughs> young voters were a key voting block, essential to Biden's victory in 2020, uh, of course. Exit poll from NBC News in 2020 found that the same voters' age uh, had him more by, up by 20 points. Trump's lead mm. among this group, however, was within the subgroup margin of error, at a plus two or oh, six point two, so yeah, the, what a lot of people are saying is as the as the war continues, people are seeing how Biden is treating it, and specifically younger people are going that is not right, that is 
incorrect way of, of handling the situation and they're not happy about it. I mean, I'm not happy about it, so... Yeah, it says, in regards to the war Israel between Israel and Hamas, 56% of voters say they disapprove of Biden's handling. The poll found that Democratic voters are split, uh, with a slim majority of 51 saying uh, they believe Israel's military response has gone too far. So, <laughs> Really? Too far? And that, of course, Biden is backing that, and so we're seeing, you know, young people are going, I don't want to support this. It basically is yeah. what's happening. Yeah. It's almost like young people understand how fucking terrible war is. I think there's also a disconnect between, like, older people who remember kind of um, other past wars and younger people didn't live through, specifically, you yeah. know, uh, it's a little like in the Middle East. About, yeah, yeah it's, it's a little like we talked about last week about uh, remembering the Alamo. It's like some things is more in 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 people's grain of memory. I wonder. I mean, we we already see it today to a certain degree. But I, I wonder if 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 uh, history will uh, look back on like uh, things like that, and especially like this Russia Ukraine thing. Uh, in the same on the same level as, for example, like uh, invading Iraq and things like that. I think it, the, how it all boils out is, you know, and they always also say, um, "The victor writes the history." Right? Uh, right. Victory yeah. is written by the, or history is written by the victor. So that all has to go into consideration. But things like mm -hmm. Vietnam and Iraq, those are undeniable failures that. If something, if there's a right. never-ending twenty-year war in Ukraine or in Gaza, then yeah, I can see that same thing coming out of these situations. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 uh, I don't doubt that at all. I think, I think history will uh, judge us for what we're doing with those kind of situations. That's like one of the reasons why I think it's so hard to like cover it is because it seems to be shifting uh, a lot like especially in the beginning everybody was like on uh ukraine side and now that it seems like they are doing more and more bullshit it's harder and harder to like be a hundred and ten percent behind them and also it is interesting because it's like um uh the uh, the war in in Gaza and in Israel is is like more or less taking over nobody's like really talking about the Ukraine war anymore oh, and all funding has been shut down from the US <coughs> not completely due to the other war that we're fighting but the congress in America is unwilling to like sign off on bills to send any aid to Ukraine, so that also mm. is one reason they're not talking about it is because they can't decide on that. Um, but I, there is a sentiment also just among young people that why are we fighting two wars? Uh, and right. saying, oh, we can afford to fight two wars at the same time, but we can't do 
all the things we health need care. done. Yeah, yeah, healthcare or whatever is the problem in your city and your state currently. Like, there is a million different problems that each person from different places in America could go, well, why aren't we spending money on this and spending money mm -hmm. on bombs to kill Palestinian children? Um, mm -hmm. And I think young people not only see that, but they also didn't... People who are just starting or just reaching voting age or, or, or just reached voting age last year or within the last three years, they didn't... Mm. They didn't even live through... Like, they learned about 9-11 in history books. Think about yeah. it. Like, they don't... This yeah. this isn't um, as, like... It's pretty crazy, right? It isn't... Well, in their minds, it is, like... It is history. It isn't, like... A, yeah. like so they see it as, like, uh, we've gone through this. Did we learn mm. the lessons of Iraq and Afghanistan? Clearly not. No. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's yeah. the way young people view it. Is like, why are we doing this again? But I don't know. Yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm not a young person. I th another big thing with uh, Biden, as far as like the uh, his um his numbers, his polling numbers, which is what we were talking about. Uh, guess mm. what? Muslim people also just don't like Biden now because he's attacking yeah. Muslim people, and yeah. specifically Michigan, which is like one of the biggest swing states. Like, that's one of the states that when Donald Trump beat Hillary, that was one of the states that uh, was the big turnover that caused Hillary to lose or Trump to win, depending on which way you look at it. And mm. Michigan is the highest populated Muslim state in the entire country. So that's huge as far as the general election goes. Yeah, and I, that is important as well, because I, 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 I will probably say this a lot when we come closer and closer to the election but i don't really see a way for trump to to lose right uh, especially right now like maybe there will be but i i really really don't believe we've, so. we've got a bunch of trials that are down coming down the pipeline will those affect yeah, that's, that's that's the only yeah. thing that could really affect it right yeah yeah i i also think so but will it affect it? That that's that's kind of the question. It's like I remember when he said he could shoot someone down and nobody would care. It seems a little like that. Right? Not only that, when he got indicted, his approval numbers went up. Yeah. Not down. But will exactly. that be the opposite yeah. if he's like found guilty of something? Will that cause his numbers to go down, or will that cause his numbers to actually spike because people are seeing it as he's being persecuted, which is what they saw. Um, all the rest of it as just everything else. And here, here, here's also a very sad realization that I made today when I was reading uh, the news. The ceasefire in Gaza is actually bad for Biden. Like it's 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 weird, but it's sad. But it's true, and I say that because I I believe that. He is, uh, he's, uh, other than the, like, uh, Muslims, especially, like, Christian fundamentalists, love how he's handling the situation in Gaza. Sure, okay. And, and, and I believe they have a stronger voting power, sadly, than the Muslims in the U.S. But they're so, all going to vote for Trump anyway, so it really doesn't matter what they think about Biden. That's the way I look I at it. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. 
but yeah, the Israeli cabinet approves ceasefire with Hamas. This is good news. Not great, but it's good. It's, a, you know, the first good news we've gotten in this whole situation. Um, Definitely. Qatar announced a truce for hostages Wednesday in a deal between Israel and Hamas that would bring a four-day halt in the fighting. Uh and win freedom for dozens of hostages held in the Gaza Strip, and also release the release of dozens of Palestinian prisoners. Qatar's foreign ministry said it would announce within a day when the clock starts ticking on the truce, which uh, during which 50 hostages will be released in exchange for what Hamas said would be 150 Palestinian prisoners. Those freed by both sides will be only women and children. So this is all, mm. no, you know, no em enemy combatants are going to be exchanged in this situation. Mm. Um, I think it's interesting that Qatar is the one, you know, uh, arbitering the deal because they're not exactly yeah. the best government or country in the world uh, at all. What do you mean? <laughs> and they're, they manage, they're the ones who managed to get a ceasefire, yeah. right? That's a little yeah. interesting. Uh, the other thing I heard, but I, I'm not sure if it's 100% true, is that mm. um, the Israelis said that for every extra 10 hostages released, that an mm -hmm. extra day will be added to the ceasefire. So I'm not sure oh. how that will all go down, like if they release more hostages or not. Um, yeah. Uh, another thing that's been that's said... That's an interesting tactic, I, I guess. I, I find that interesting. Yeah, it even yeah, it says it right here in the article as well. Uh, a longer term lull could lead to pressure both interna internationally and domestic for Israel Israel to end its war without achieving its goal of destroying uh, Hamas's military. So, I guess you know it might be a good tactic on the part of Hamas to release more mm. so that the ceasefire lasts longer. Yeah. Um, I'm. 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 I'm happy about a ceasefire. That's definitely good, especially since they're mm -hmm. gonna. This at the same time they're gonna open up uh, humanitarian corridors to allow you know yeah. aid and um, and for people to get out at the same time. Mm. There's also a whole other thing of that internationally having a ceasefire mm. happen now and then it only lasting a few days. It gives in. The global space, Israel, the ability to say, well, look, we did something good. Now we're going to go and bomb them again. And that I'm not yeah. super happy about. They have like yeah. an excuse like, well, we tried, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Do you think that's uh, sadly plausible? I think it's already actually been said out loud by a U.S. military person who said, oh, okay. Uh, okay. We're, we're, we want you to do this so that you, you can continue to uh, continue your actions. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, this is weird because we usually don't talk about Eurovision in the fucking like politics and news segment of the podcast. So, well, number one, um, Eurovision is not supposed to be inherently political it's in the rules of the of the yes. game <laughs> yes but uh i guess we have to because uh russia did uh something this week uh, tell me about it 
Russia has placed a Ukrainian singer who won the 2016 Eurovision Song Contest on a wanted list, state news agencies have, have reported. The report said the Interior Minister database listed singer Susanna Jamala Denova yeah, as being sought for criminal law. The independent news site Medizona, which covers opposition and human rights issues, said that she was charged under a law adopted last year that bans the spreading of so-called fake information about the Russian military and the ongoing fighting in Ukraine. Um, right. She, uh, Russia protested her song in the 2016 Eurovision co- contest, which was called 1944, a title that refers mm-hmm. to the year the Soviet Union deported Crimean uh, Tatars en masse. Her winning performance came almost exactly two years after after Russia annexed Crimea. Okay. Yeah. It was the first political song of uh, the Eurovision. I would say the most political song of the Eurovision. It was controversial at the time, not just by Russia, but in the Eurovision space, because people were like, well, is this, like, you can't, you can't, this is against the rules, but they, Mm -hmm. they, what was the, not excuse, but like, they, there was some kind of, thing that they said like oh well we're not specifically talking about this specific thing so that makes it not i i think it was a little like oh it's just a reference to it it's not uh about it it's a reference it's referencing that but it's not like specifically discussing the political issues of it or something right yeah yeah i think it was something in that way that is definitely a stretch i think but I, I think that is incredibly stupid. And I also think it's stupid for them to put her on a a, a, a wanted list for singing a song. <laughs> really? Do you think that is stupid? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's a song. Y- you're, you're so progressive today. <laughs> when I first saw the headline for this, I was like, oh, I, are they going to try to arrest that whole group that won two years ago? You know what I mean? Like, how are they gonna? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how are they gonna arrest that whole group of guys? That would be a little difficult, but the no, it's group. Yeah, it's, yeah. This makes a little more sense because this this song was actually you know political, but uh, right. Yeah, the whole thing is just kind of silly. Yeah, it is very very silly. Well, let's talk about something else that's <laughs> very very silly. Oh my god. Well, if you haven't lived under a fucking rock this week, uh, Osama Bin Laden all of a sudden got very fucking popular. Uh, UK's newspaper removes viral Bin Laden letter, uh, The Guardian. Bin Laden letter to America began being shared on TikTok last Tuesday, sparking fierce debate that the US backing Israel in its current war for Hamas. Um... Mm. I'm, I, I'm, I like that this article from France 24 says Bin Laden was the mastermind of September 11th. Like, we really needed that <laughs> clarified in there. Uh, the White House sharp, sharply criticized the online phenomena, and TikTok said it was taking measures to remove the posts. Transcripts included Bin Laden's assertion that the United States was attacked due to its support of Israel. Mm. Um, yeah, so The Guardian took it down. TikTok was aggressively removing it, and that actually just caused it to go more viral. Because, like we've yeah. talked about many times in the past, the Streisand effect is real, my guy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No. Never ban things. It's it's so. <sighs> okay. 
I have to ask you, did you see it? The letter? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. And I don't think I'd ever seen was it in the hard, past. Was it, hard, was it hard to find, Luke? No, it was all over Twitter. Oh. See? Exactly. Right. Well, well that, yeah, obviously. I, they're trying to, like, they're... What they would justify it as is, oh, we're, we're stemming the spread. Yes, it's still going to spread, but it's not going <laughs> to spread as much, right? That would be their, like, justification. But I would say deleting yeah. it off Gar- The Guardian causes it to spread even more because... I could not agree more, yeah. People wanted to be able to find it, and then because it was gone, then people went to look for it elsewhere, and that caused them to go, well, if what if somebody else wants to find this? Well, I'll take it, yeah. and I'll put it out so other people can find what I couldn't find. That's what happens yeah. with the Streisand effect. <laughs> yeah. And it's super simple to know that that's going to happen. Um, and yet, you know, things like The Guardian and TikTok... I mean, TikTok is known for being... People talk about how TikTok is like the super evil app. Anybody mm-hmm. that uses TikTok, which I don't really... I go on there, but I don't like post, knows that it they're... Uh, they're, I don't want to say censorship, but they're, like, takedown of videos is, like, above most other video platforms. Like, yeah. they they will take down shit that you don't even know why they took it down, or, like, they just take yeah. down everything. It's crazy um, how people say, well, it's it out of control, but it's, I would say it's more in control than lots of social media platforms, which is weird. Yeah, I talked to a lady yesterday, and she asked me if I ever go on TikTok, and I said no. I watch all my TikTok on YouTube Shorts. Well, that's true. I do that as well. <laughs> I did delete TikTok it's off my phone. It's not even fucking funny. It's 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 not even like it's not a, even a joke. I literally do that. <laughs> I just don't watch TikTok. I watch a bunch of YouTube Shorts though. <laughs> that's definitely where this went viral the little letter to America thing um, at first yeah. people were there was a one post on Twitter that went super viral that was reposting a mashup of TikToks onto Twitter mm. and that kind of made it go really viral but it had already gone viral on TikTok um, and a lot of people were saying oh well this was like a planned thing like uh, yeah, no. like it was a big a psyop or something like that but and then yeah, other people went in and, and tracked you know the data of like when certain people made videos about it and when it actually started to blow up as far as like google right. searches and things like that and as it looks like from the data that it actually blew up on tiktok it got picked up on twitter blew yeah. up huge on twitter that's when the guardian deleted it then it got even bigger on tiktok when it got bigger yeah. on TikTok, then it spread to like everywhere. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's talk about something else. Uh, is he the devil that you know, Osama bin Laden? I didn't know the guy. Um, and also, no. that whole letter was like a giant propaganda piece. We got to remember that also. So I didn't know. Uh, you're not going to know him from that letter either. So who's the devil that you know? I, 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 I don't know. The devil I know. That's a good question. Uh, let's ask Tron to tell the truth about it. Hello, this is Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. When you get a little older, you can always use 
example in old movies. Yeah, like ten movies that are ten years older, twenty years older. Well, I think you know what I'm getting at. These movies I'm going to compare today is the German one called Der Untergang. I think basically a lot of people, movie goes out there, know where, which movie that is. It's about the last days of the German Reich, portrayed by, yeah, you see the portrait of Hitler killing himself in the bunker. Everybody knows the story. So why do I compare this to today's situation in the world? Well, I'm going to explain to you one thing. A lot of things, if you see away from what Hitler and and yeah, the other characters in the movie there, the German last days was decency as its best. Like, every time something falls, people just pretend it doesn't exist. It does not happen. Well, during the last battles in in Berlin, people still think that they're going to win the war. We're going to win it. We're going to win it. It's going to come a magical weapon. Everybody take arms and we're going to take or wipe the enemy away. The Americans, we can allies with them afterwards and beat the Germans and blah, blah, blah. All these fantasy theories. Why do I think I mention that now? When Trump comes to power, that ha something happened with people. They start engaging again. They started believing something. They started to do something to fight against what he stood for. It took four years and he had one term. But he was overthrown by the biggest landslide in election history because people went to the polls and voted. But it has, something has happened also in the last few years. There was an election four years ago where the Green Party in Norway did a very good election. People begin to think they can fight the climate change. They can do something. Greta Thunberg was on everybody's lips. We can fight it. Now, it's back to bullshit again. It's now, we don't believe it happened. There are no climate crisis. There are nothing happening bad. We just pretend. It's going to become a big savior to save us. Something's going to happen. We don't have, we don't need to all this negativity top of all the shit is going to happen to us let's have party let's party like it's fucking the end of days and that's people is what we're doing now this is the Untergang because there are no secret weapons there are no savior it's only us who can deal with it the funny thing this time that we do have the means to do something we can change the outcome of this battle can't change the outcome of what's going to happen. We just don't want to do it. It takes sacrifice, and it does take something to be difficult. It's going to because we're going to create a world who's different from the world we know. Well, it's an old song called for the Aikenstock and the Walkman called "Better by the Devil You Know." Well, looks like people love that song because that is the ideology of the world today. Better with the Devil You Know. The capitalist system we have today doesn't work, but it's better with the devil you know. It's always better with the devil you know. We're partying like it's the end of days. I would like to come a party like with a, of those victory, like we did on the 8th of May 1945. We had some hope. We can produce the goods for the most of the people. We can end poverty, we can end climate change, we can do something, and we can. 
we still have elections, there's still democracies left. But it's going to take some time. No, it's not going to take time. It's going to take will. It's going to take will to stand in the battle. This was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Have a fucking nice evening. TV shows. Uh, look, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm Norwegian sometimes, if you don't know. Uh, sometimes. Uh, on occasion. Yes. On occasionally. Uh, I was going through like new shows that came out this week, and I was like, this is a weird title for a show. Okay. I have not seen, seen this, but I read it as The Way We Whore. <laughs> what? Okay. Yes, that's how I read it. And then I read it one one more time, and it's <laughs> The Way We Wore. Okay. That's like yeah. way less letters, but all right. I don't, I'm not sure. The Way We Wore and The Way We Whore? Yeah. It's not that many letters less. Well, I guess maybe not that it's many, an but. H, H less? H and an E, right? Yeah. Yeah, two letters. I, I don't know. Yeah. Is that coming out this week or next week? <laughs> it's coming out this week, yeah. Okay. I, did, I didn't see it, but... I, I, I didn't even know that came out. All right. Yeah. But what did you see? Well, I saw the first episode of Beacon 23 because they had some kind of uh, weird preview thing on uh, Amazon Prime to try to get you to buy the streaming service it's on. Uh, mm -hmm. which I'm guessing probably is a newish streaming service. That's why they're doing this. It would make sense, right? Mm -hmm. And that would also make sense why we never heard of it before. Um, it's a sci-fi show. Fro talked about it last week. It's mm -hmm. what? It's about a, a, a lighthouse in space. Basically, when spaceships are going light speed, they need a way to, like, direct themselves because they're going so fast. And these beacons are what they use that for. Uh, and this guy's working the lighthouse, kind of how you would, what, back in the day, to direct mm -hmm. ships. Um, but then it turns out maybe he's not such a great guy when they land at this beacon. Or land, I guess, is a bad word for it because they crash before they even get there. <laughs> they more or less crash into... Right. Uh... So... Yeah, and then it kind of turns into a murder mystery. It's like got a mystery element to it. It's like a sci-fi mm -hmm. murder mystery almost. The acting's really bad. The spe special effects are yeah. very sci-fi uh, sci TV channel uh, yeah. version of special effects. So low budget. Um, the storyline's kind of the most interesting part, but it's a little too uh, confusing, at least in the first episode. Maybe... It gets better in the second. I don't know if you've seen the second or not. Yeah, I've seen two episodes, but I'm so out. Right, I don't. I'm probably never going to see a second episode of this unless somehow it gets yeah. released somewhere else. But the first episode, I'll give this a three. That's what I gave it last. Okay, time, I think. I think. Well, I saw Scrublands. This was uh, from Australia. Okay. On uh, the network Stan. Uh, the first season is out. Uh, it's about this country town where there's this very uh, unlikable young priest that uh, uh, all of a sudden shoot, tries, uh, shoots at his uh, um, uh, churchgoers and 
uh, one year, and then we jump in time, one year later, uh, this journalist uh, goes to the town uh, to write uh, what should be a pretty like simple story on the anniversary uh, of the tragedy, but uh, when he uh, tries to dig uh, beneath the surface, uh, then things really f fell apart. Uh, I saw the whole first season uh, because I really, really liked it. Uh, I It also was just four episodes, so it wasn't that hard to, to watch, to, to, to be honest. Uh, I really liked it. Uh, very Australian, very anti-religious things, but also some supernatural elements. I'm not going to destroy what he finds there, uh, but it's, yeah, it's fucking interesting. It, it reminded me a little of uh, uh, what was that show that we watched uh, three, four seasons of, of this congregation uh, with Paul? Uh, oh, with the guy from, I, I know. Yeah. The guy from Breaking Bad. What was that called? From Breaking Bad, yeah. <sighs> yeah, I don't remember. Me a the... that. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I would give the, the whole season an eight and a half, actually. Really good. I hope it comes out in the U.S. so you get to see it. I saw something that came out, what last week, um, but I didn't. Okay. I didn't hear about it. It was on Prime called "007 Road to a Million. Okay. Right. You would think, oh, there's a James Bond TV show that nobody's talking about. Uh, yeah, never. There is, it. and it's a reality show where nine pairs. Of people <laughs> oh, no. go out uh, across the whole world and they have to find, they get clues to find a question and oh, they have to answer the question. And each question, the money goes up. Uh, and so it's the first one's 5,000, the next one 10,000, the next one's 20,000. And each one gets them to a million dollars. Does that make sense? Okay. Mm -hmm. You would be like, oh, there must be like car chases and like gadgets and it's 007 right well how do you feel about geography questions and walking across <laughs> the scottish highlands all alone because that's very james bondy right <laughs> he was always doing geography you know Snore. <laughs> uh, uh, it was like oh. i did there was i don't know why they must have just slapped the 007 name on it but they had yeah. um uh, one guy, the the host was a guy, uh, Brian Cox, who has been in some mm. 007 stuff. Uh, it's very, it's very British, I should say. So maybe that's why we haven't heard of it. It's a British show. Mm. Some of it's kind of interesting. It's, I would say I enjoy this style of, um, travel competition show more than Amazing Race, which I feel is like kind of fake a little bit to like... I guess Americanized. This one feels a little more real, a little more raw. I like that about it. Um, mm -hmm. And it, I, it's inter it's an interesting concept. Uh, just the way they go about it is not very 0070. Um, <laughs> yeah, the whole thing I'd probably give, I, geez, I don't know, uh, a 4, 3.5 actually. Okay. 3.54, somewhere in there. Um, 
I don't know if it's worth checking out, but it's kind of an interesting concept, and I feel like it could go an interest. Like, if you took this concept and like played with it, it could be a really good show. Right. Hmm. Well, look. Uh, do you like documentaries about Kennedy? Oh, I saw this came out. I was not really excited to see this. How was it? Me neither. Uh, I have seen JFK, so that's approximately how much I know about Kennedy. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, uh, I'm I'm just not going to see uh, everything. It's eight episodes. I was bored in episode two. I was like yawning. I was stretching. I was almost <laughs> falling asleep. Uh, it's a history channel thing. It's just like, I yeah. No, it's it, it was fucking boring. That is what it was. Uh, I mean, it's about Kennedy's life uh, from his youth into politics, then his president, and uh, how he has like influenced politics. Uh, it's just like yeah. If you if you very 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 like American politics, uh, and, and don't know anything about Kennedy, maybe it would be somewhat interesting. But I was bored. Uh, I'm going to give it a four. Oh, I was going to say maybe it'd be better to just like listen to and not have to watch. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was kind of thinking about it. If I have to do yeah. like dishes or something. I saw Scott Pilgrim <laughs> takes off on Netflix. Yes, uh, me too. It's caught like and, and this is this is a week where we've seen a lot of different things, but this is the first thing that we've seen together, or, or well, on our separate uh, uh, sides of the world. Right, sure. Yeah. Um, it's a cartoon. It's an mm -hmm. anime. It's got a similar style. I kind of felt Powerpuff Girl vibes from it. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It is so Powerpuff Girl. Just from the animation, not the rest of it. But, yeah. like, yeah. it's based on the Scott Pilgrim series. Um, it's got all the... It's got Michael Sarah in it and everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very Japanese. The theme song's Japanese. There's, like, very Japanese it. tropes yeah. to it. It's... Yeah. Uh, it's fun. It's very fast-paced. I like that about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if I was younger, I would probably enjoy it even more, but overall, it's really fun. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I very much liked it. Uh, I think this is one of my favorite uh, uh, things that's based on other things in quite a, quite a while. Right. I felt, it felt new, and it also felt like similar because they got the cast and crew of the... Um, of the movie, and the story so was, is the story is basically the same, also. Yeah. Right, right, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I super enjoyed it. Uh, I I think I enjoyed it a tiny bit more than you because I'm going to give it a seven, actually. Oh, I was that's what I was going to give it. So, oh, we're exactly in the same area. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I enjoyed a this down on it. So that's why I was. Like, I enjoyed this more out. than the movie. I, there were I just uh me too. I don't like the movie though. Right. I, that's maybe the thing. I didn't like the movie, so I went into yeah, this with pretty low expectations and I I yeah. had fun with it. I just I, you know, it's not exactly made for me. It's definitely made for younger people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh are we going to talk about the biggest show of this uh, week? 
Uh, I've got some other things to talk about if you want me to do those first. Yeah. Like Love Island Games. Did you know this was a show? I did. Have you seen this? No. It's Love Island, except everything is decided by, you know, classic, uh, I guess, Survivor-style games, but, like, way less intense, if that makes sense, Mm because they're not going to make them do, like, uh, Survivor, like, such high-intensity kind of puzzles and things like that. It's all very, Mm. it's much more simple. Um, Yeah. Uh, It's on Peacock. In the U.S., let's see, I, I'm not sure when it came out in the U.K., but I'm assuming uh, a little while ago. Um, it, yeah, they it, they have to couple up just like regular uh, Love Island, except sometimes it can be determined uh, who's coupling up by a game that's played. So, specifically, if you... If you this week it's all the women picking, which if people don't know in Love Island, one week it's the men and then the other week it's the women picking the matches. The game can decide which order you get to pick or something like that. Where like okay. uh, before it was uh, it was based on other you know kind of random choice. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. I think this was a lot funner than Love Island, but I'm not. I don't like Love Island. It's a lot mm. funnier. It the there's a lot more comedy because. Uh, they're making asses of, of themselves, like falling all over in, in these challenges and stuff like that, kind of uh, kind of MTV's The Challenge style. So, I don't know, uh, I'd give this, I actually kind of had a lot of fun, I'd give it a six. Okay. Yeah, I think you might like it, actually, from. Hmm, okay. Well, yeah, it sounds like me, I just have not had... It's like if you mixed... Uh, a trashy reality dating show with Survivor. I mean, and you like both of those things, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, I saw British Survivor last week and I totally fucking forgot to oh. tell you that they have started. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's their first season ever of, of Yeah, I uh, didn't Survivor. even know. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what channel it was on. Because I don't have it in front of me. Do you know where they are? Like what, like the location? What country they yeah. are? Uh, I think they were in, uh, in um, uh, around the Philippines somewhere. Oh, okay. Yeah, one of those islands. They don't always tell you in, in Survivor exactly where they are. Yeah. Sometimes. They give you like a general location. But it was fun. It was uh, fun to like say it with British people. Like, uh, it wasn't a celebrity edition or anything else. So it was very like, yeah, it was very like normal, <laughs> normal Survivor. You like Survivor, don't you? Yeah, I kind of fallen off watching it in the last few years. I have a feeling I'm going to yeah. get like an itch, and then I'm going to watch like four seasons in a row, binging them. But. You, you could uh, see if you find the British w- version. I think you'll like it. Yeah, maybe that'll get me back into it. Um, yeah. Speaking of the UK, an Irish show. Actually, are they ever going to mm. just do British uh, Survivor in Ireland? Uh, <laughs> this is an Irish show called Obituary, which is about... Okay. It's about a woman who writes obituaries, believe it or not. But at, <laughs> Really? That's a, a concept I've never heard of. But she uh, is infatuated with death. So even from her childhood, she's just had like a huge fascination. And like, she, I think in the show she says, the first time she ever felt like 
happiness was after somebody around her died. I'm I'm sorry. Is this not a show we talked about like literally like three four years ago where where a person like writes uh, about dead people and like think it's super cool? What was that show? I don't know. You have to think about it. Okay. Uh, yeah. She the interesting. I guess then she gets a job. Well, she, she gets hired as an obituary writer as she grows up, and then uh, her job starts to make layoffs, and they're only paying her per article instead of giving her a regular salary, and she realizes, well, if I'm going to survive, people are going to have to die, and she takes matters into her own hands? Yeah. <laughs> so Not it, dead yet, uh, was, uh, what I was thinking. Okay. I don't remember that. Let me look it up. Not it was a shitty, shitty uh, ABC comedy series with Gian Rodriguez. Oh, from this year. Oh, you said like three years yeah. ago. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. Um, well, it was about an obituary writer, but this one was she saw dead people, and the dead people were the people who she was writing obituaries about. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So different concept, but it was about an obituary writer. This one. Yeah. She murders people, <laughs> so it's a little more intense. <laughs> oh, she murders people. Right, I think you were looking that up That's while cool. I was saying that, well, the description. What happens is she uh, she realizes that if she's being written per article, that mm -hmm. if she's an obituary writer, the only way she's going to oh, make money... Oh, funny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love the concept. Where, where is this... Uh, where did I see it? I saw it on Hulu, so you might be able okay. to see it on uh, your Disney Plus. On but Disney it, Plus, it's yeah. Irish, yeah. Okay. What yeah. do you give it? Oh, I didn't give it a score. I'd probably give it a 7.5 so far. I've only oh. seen two episodes, but I'm going to watch the rest of it. So, so you recommend it for me? Yeah, oh, and it's all out, because I'm assuming that this came out... Oh, it's all out. ...a okay. while ago, because it's Irish. I think it probably came out in Ireland, and now it's being released here. Cool. Okay, what's the last thing we saw? Yeah, was it a reality show by any chance? It was another dating show. Yeah. Uh, it was similar to Love Island, kind of, actually. Because <laughs> they had to couple up in this game called Twin Love. True. Twin Love. <laughs> Um, yeah, they call it a social experiment. I just want to recommend when you're dealing with twins not to say you're experimenting. Generally not a good look. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, uh. <laughs> but this is Bree and Nikki Bella as the hosts. Uh, I was so happy. I was so happy to see this show. Uh, so uh, for people that don't know, this is one of the worst TV shows in the world. It, I, I, I can't think of anything worse on the top of my tongue. It, it's just atrocious. And, and it's on Prime Video, right? Uh, yes, it That's is. That's where I saw it, at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Uh, it's a reality so show where um, identical twins, so all of them look almost exactly the same like some of them you know you can tell slight differences uh they go into a dating show but this dating show their two twins are split apart into separate houses and mm -hmm. they have to date the other twins so i think it's what like 
five guys and five girls, something yeah. like that, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, on in each house, and so uh, it kind of sh it's showing like not only that um, how connected these twins are because some of them in the first episode just break down because they've never been away from their brother or sister before for an extended oh period gosh. of time. Right. Especially one of the women couple. <laughs> right. So it's showing like how, because in the beginning they say, oh, uh, twins have a harder time dating than regular people because they take more care to like make sure their brother or sister is happy with the relationship. So it's hard. You're always having to deal with a third wheel basically in your relationship. Um, that's the concept. It, they have them date yeah. and they have them match up just like Love Island. And then at the end, but, whoever doesn't match up, uh, right. them and their twin in the other house both get booted from the show. There you go. But here's the problem. It is pretty gross. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not any grosser than Love Island, though. Like, I would say Love Island is a little more sexual than this is. Sure, yeah, no, this wasn't sexual at all. There was some, you know, kissing scenes, which... <laughs> Happen in I, Love Island, but yeah. much more like aggressive. I would say, yeah. I was being facetious. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah but I, yeah, yeah. but that's what I mean. Like Love Island is m more sexual than this. This like the kissing scenes were a little more tame. Um, sure. Yeah, and I think the the concept is kind of weird, but at the same time obvious. You know what I mean? Like it's an obvious right. show to make. Uh, if you like My Love Island, yeah. you might like the show. My favorites are definitely the Smith uh, sisters. <laughs> the women with the dark hair. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't really... That's the other hard part is it's hard to, like, connect with one character and be like, oh, I really like this character because they're always a package deal. And then it's yeah. also hard to follow sometimes because if you're switching between one house to the other house... Everybody looks the same. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? It's a little hard to follow sometimes if you're also, like, doing something else or whatever. Uh, yeah, it's a really... It's just a trashy reality show. The Bella Twins yeah. are, you know, the Bella Twins. Uh, what would you Do you know it? what? I, I, I'm going to give them a compliment. They are not the worst uh, host I have ever seen. Uh... Yeah, I think they've been been hosting that other reality, sh that game show thing we were watching for a while. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they've gotten better at hosting. I th I agree with you. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes uh, they say I things like, uh, "Oh, you know how to box. I'm a good fighter too." And it's like, "Come on, right? Yeah, yeah. that's not the same thing." Uh, I gave it a three point five. Oh yeah, I give it a three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, the first five episodes of Squid Game is out. I have not seen it. So we're not going to talk about it. We'll talk about I, it next week, I guess? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I have not had the opportunity to watch it yet. So. Okay. Have you seen it? No. It, it must have come out today, and I just woke up, oh. so I don't know oh, how I would okay. see it. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the best TV show in the world, uh, Surviving Paradise Episode 5, where we learned the rules finally, right? Right? No, no, that didn't happen. Alright, Episode 5, 
the boat gets rocked, an emotional elimination rattles the contestants, an outsider's strategy ruffle, ruffles feathers at camp, throwing their alliance into jeopardy. Okay. Right. Uh, the only problem with that description is that that sounds more exciting than this fucking episode was, because where we left it last week was... Uh, the carrot in the box game, as we call it, uh, where the blonde girl that was crushing on the guy opposite of her totally had a meltdown and just told him, Don't take the box, whatever you do, don't take the box, don't do it. And that was the most exciting thing about this episode. And it was at the very beginning, which it could, yeah. should have been, I guess it's a cliffhanger, but it's kind of a weak cliffhanger at the end of the last episode. Yeah. Especially because then. You move into nothing, basically nothing happening for most of this Absolutely episode. Absolutely nothing. It was, it was a lot so of boring. strategy that we still don't know why there's strategy because we don't know how you win. So <laughs> we ha we are confirmed after the last three episodes that you definitely need to be in the villa to win. We know uh, that. Uh, yeah, this, this was the first time the fucking uh, host said that. Yeah. This was the first time the host said it after five fucking episodes. There were two, there were two other characters in the show that said something to the effect of like, "Oh well, I need to be in the house that way I can win" or something like that, right. but not saying directly, uh, "Oh, to be a, you need to win to be or you, to win you need to be in the house." They never said that, but mm. this episode the host finally actually yeah. said that. After five fucking episodes. So, yeah, uh, we still don't know how you win after being nope. in the house, whether you nope. get voted on or whether, like, the last person standing in the house or we don't right. know any of that. Is it how long you've been in the house? Right. Is it a, yeah. a crude amount of time? That's a possibility. Right. We really don't have any clue how you win this game. Fuck no. We assume it's voting, because that's ba yes. been the basis of everything else, but then occasionally, well. it's not. <laughs> occasionally, it's, not. it's just it's a group not. decision on who gets to go, or who gets to stay, or whatever. I mean, this one elimination wasn't a, on a vote, it was just... Right! It was a choice between right. her and the other yeah. guy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I love how we also, like, see, see the, uh, the host of this... Uh, a reality show like uh, she hasn't been there for like two episodes or something like that. I I literally went oh <laughs> her. <laughs> it seemed like the uh, contestants were the same. They're like uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. uh huh yeah. We have a host <laughs> of this show because she hasn't been hosting. It's just been them no. receiving text messages for the last few episodes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, boring episode. Uh, I'm I'm a bit sad uh, uh, because it's yeah, it was shit. <laughs> and it wasn't even funny to watch. Which the other ones have no. been so bad, it's funny kind of situation. Yeah, yeah this one. This was just, just bad and boring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, Megan Markle. She's not married to anyone famous, is she? No, not really. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, she has reacted uh, to Suits being such a success on streaming. Uh, she says it was a great. It was great to work on. Such a great cast and crew. We had a really fun time. I was there for seven seasons, so quite a bit. It was hard to find a show you can binge watch that many episodes these days. So that could have something to do with it. But good shows are everlasting. Um, 
That's what she says. I, what I was saying to Fro is like it's on all these different streaming services, which is, uh, it's, it's on Netflix and Peacock. I know that for sure. Right. Um, and so there's a bunch of places you can see it. I think that adds to its popularity. But I think, I think she might be onto something with. There's not many shows that have that many seasons that you can binge that you haven't mm-hmm. already seen. I think that's the thing she's missing out on. It's like mm-hmm. uh, most people that binge shows have already watched all the big, you know, the offices and those kind of shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one is like the last big show because nowadays they don't really make long series like this anymore. It, everything ends after yeah. two or three seasons. I'm trying to think of a long-running TV show that's on right now. That's the whole was the whole thing with the writers' strike. Her lives. <laughs> yeah, it was a whole thing with the writers' strike about like they stop running these shows after two seasons because uh, then they don't have to keep paying the writers uh, or pay right. them more because they have to like increase pay as the show gets more popular. So they just mm-hmm. would they started just stop the show that uh, that way they don't have to pay as much to save cost which is like then you just don't have long seasons like this and it all mm-hmm. kind of came together for this show to be popular i suppose which is right. still yeah. weird to think about well let's uh, talk about snip dog snip dog do you remember that song i do uh it is ah. It's so good. It's a good song. Uh, Snoop Dogg says he's given up the smoke. Uh, Aww. He's asking for privacy uh, on X or Twitter. After much consideration and conversation with my family, I've decided to give up smoke. Snoop wrote a message. Please respect my privacy at this time. Uh, yeah, it says he's been known for his weed-related ventures over the years. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I'm thinking? What? I think, sadly, it's the C word. It's possible? I was thinking the same thing, but it's also maybe just... uh, Because it says his family wanted him to do it. Yeah, but why why would he give it up other than cancer? Uh, Yeah, that's a... I mean, that's looking at it like the worst way possible. I didn't even thought about that. Uh, but it could be even just that like... That was the first thing that dropped into my head when uh, I was reading the article, because it, like, he, he's not really saying that he's giving up marijuana, because you can do edibles and shit like that as well. Right. Uh, so it's not not getting the high part of it, it's the smoking part of it. It could also, it could be like, they're worried he's gonna get, like his family's worried that he's gonna get cancer or long like some kind of lung disease emphysema or something like that yeah and i bet he smokes blunts which include tobacco also i've seen i know he does yeah that's and that's why i'm also thinking cancer right because tobacco you never know um i mean any kind of smoke is bad for your lungs obviously yeah yeah uh and he's old so you know but like you said, yeah, it could like just be smoking weed. He could still be doing edibles, which is yeah. totally... But yeah, he says, uh, please respect my privacy. So something is definitely going on. We don't really know what it is. that's why I also think it's like health-related. That's possible, because yeah. Nobody would like say like, 
don't ask me about it if it's not like health related which... i was also thinking health related but i was thinking more like in my mind it was more like oh he's just like coughing all the time and sounds bad like you know sounds bad and so they're like right. dad you need to like you sound bad you need you know it could be even just that low level of it could just be that simple, I guess. So, um, yeah. we don't really know. And I, I Let's hope for the best. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I think yeah. you're looking at maybe the worst possible scenario. So, uh, Snoop Dogg has definitely written a book. And I think he wrote a cookbook, even with Martha Stewart. Is that available on Audible, possible? possibly? I don't know. But it could be. If you want to go to audibletrial.com forward slash ADC, that's audibletrial.com forward slash ADC. If you want to get a free book and a free trial of 30 days of Audible, where you can get audiobooks and other audio media, uh, go to audibletrial.com forward slash ADC and get a free book. Cancel any time. Keep the book. Movies. Have you seen any movies, Look, I did. I saw something. I think you've seen Barbie, right? The Barbie movie? Yeah. I, I, I hadn't seen that yet, so I went and watched that earlier last week uh it was fine i guess i mean it was a comedy but it was basically just a giant commercial you know for barbie and not only barbie it looked like ford trucks or something because they always use the same kind of cars and everything oh and God, they was so a lot of product placement but mostly just a giant commercial for barbie and not only just a commercial but like a propaganda piece for the mattel barbie concept because i mean when i was a kid barbie was always considered like the worst ideals a woman could have like i remember the whole thing of like if a woman was actually like had the figure of barbie their spine would break in half you remember right yeah, right um and now people are at least especially on the right are trying to call this like a feminist movie or something um yeah it's not yeah, if anything, it was a little... It was, like, towing the line of, like, not feminism and also mm. being anti-feminist... Or being feminist, but also being anti-feminist and also being anti-corporate, but also being corporatist. Like, at the same time, it was, like, this weird middle road it was trying to ride. There were some funny jokes. I thought Will Ferrell was good in it. Margot Robbie is good in it. Uh, mm. A lot of the concepts were very interesting avant-garde i mean the set design is obviously amazing you can't deny oh, that about the set, it the set design is fucking amazeballs it's so good um yeah so that all put into context like i uh, i watched it much later than a lot of people so i i didn't watch it while there was all this you know uh controversy happening around it so to look back at it and see like people made a what people made a big deal about i didn't i didn't mm. see that uh, at all it just was a propaganda piece uh, made by a company to try to improve their image using mm. uh some kind of strange uh oh well our uh, our company owner, our, our cre company creator was actually a woman to begin with. You didn't know that, did you? So that fixes everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, so overall, I don't know. I'd give it a five. It's like right in the middle. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I liked it a tiny bit more than you. I think I gave it a 5.5, if I don't remember incorrectly. Yeah. Uh, 
we were supposed to watch a movie together, uh, but uh, then you had to work, so we watched uh, that shit-ass uh, reality show. Uh, but I had downloaded, uh, totally legally, of course, because I do everything legal, uh, Cobweb uh, on, onto my computer. So I watched it. <laughs> I was like, okay. Uh, did you see this? or? I didn't watch it, no. Yeah. Uh, look, I can tell you this, that you don't have to. Okay. It's a shit, shit movie. Uh, it's uh, about this eight-year-old uh, uh, that tries to investigate the knocking sounds that comes inside of the walls. Right. It's it's trying extremely hard to be creepy while not succeeding at all. Did, uh, I, this is what I said to you. We saw a South Korean movie like two years ago that had this exact same concept, right? Yeah. I don't remember if that was good or not, but... Uh, this is probably not I as good as that. I don't think it was. I did not like this whatsoever. Okay. No. Uh, but anyways, uh, I gave it a f- four point five. Four point five. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if it's one of those things that I know it's free somewhere. So if I don't have anything else to watch, maybe I'll watch it. But that's unlikely by the end of the year. Um, it's just it was so bland and stupid. The child acting is atrocious. Okay. Yeah. I watched a pandemic movie this week, and I mean a pandemic movie by it was during the pandemic in the movie, but it, this movie was created in 2023, which was really weird. Uh, it's called Who Invited Charlie. Uh, it's got Jordana Brewster and Reed Scott and Adam Pally in it. Uh, it's about a family who, it's like a father, uh, mother, and son. The father, you kind of don't know what his deal is, but at the very beginning you find out he's cheating on his wife, and he meets up with this old friend that he hasn't seen for years and years and years, and you don't know why they don't talk to each other anymore, but they just don't. Um, he loses his wallet, and the guy's like, oh, I'll help you find your wallet. Uh, they get split up, and then the pandemic happens. The guy with his family goes to like this cabin to get out of the city, and the other guy shows up with his wallet, and now they're stuck together in this cabin uh, during a pandemic. Does that make sense? Right. Okay. Uh, it's basically, do you remember the Bill Murray movie, What About Bob, where they're at the lake house? Yes. It, it's pandemic what about bob is what this movie is uh so then he gets you know upset because now this guy is way cooler than him and his son is like uh their best friends and his wife is like oh he's fine he's super cool it's what about bob the pandemic version so if you uh i actually had some funny parts adam pally is really good in it i always have liked jordana brewster it's a little um preachy about like the pandemic maybe uh, but uh, it's kind of a fun little comedy drama. I'd give it a a six. Wow. Mm-hmm. I really so I I I have to say this. Like, uh, what about Bob? Is one of my fucking favorite uh, movies uh, when it comes to things like that. I really like that movie. 
It definitely was one of those movies that nobody... Like, it wasn't big at the time, and nobody talks about it now, but I remember it from my childhood of being like, that is one of the funniest so movies. Funny. Yeah. It is so funny. It's a lot of slapstick. Uh, this doesn't have as much slapstick, I guess, as that, but it's similar concept. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I saw a documentary this week okay. uh, called uh, David Holmes, uh, The Boy Who Lived. Uh, this is... Uh, about the guy that was uh, Daniel Radcliffe's uh, stunt double okay. in in the Harry Potter uh, movies. So this documentary is actually uh, like made with uh, Daniel Radcliffe's uh, help. He was the executive producer in this uh, with uh, this guy called David Holmes. Uh, and... Uh, tragically, he had an uh, onset accident that uh, made him paralyzed and convened to uh, um, what do you call it, a wheelchair. Uh, and but it's so oh, it's so good. I I cried uh, at least three times during this movie. I'm going to give it an eight point five. I really recommend this if you want to have a cry and it's also very like heartwarming and very good okay the last thing I saw was the kill room which I think you saw this right yeah Uma Thurman and Samuel Jackson yeah Joe Mangolino uh, it's about a hitman who it was working for this mob boss uh, Samuel Jackson also works for the mob boss. They need to mm -hmm. launder some money. The mob does, and they use Uma Thurma, Uma Thurman, who is a, a art dealer. They use her gallery to launder money by selling artwork, uh, and then they're using Joe Manganiello's art. And they're like, they they don't care what the art is. They just want to launder mm -hmm. the money. But it turns out he slowly becomes a good artist. Right? That's the concept of it. Uh, it. It is... Yeah. I it, it had fun parts. I definitely like... It's an action comedy kind of... Uh, what, heist type movie, I would say. It's I, I really had fun with it. It's nothing special, but it's popcorn fun. I'd give it a 7. Okay. I remember not liking this movie. Okay. It's a it's a tiny bit since I have seen it, so I'm not going to say that for a hundred and ten. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I I thought it was fun. I I okay. was entertained by it. It definitely isn't like a thinker. It's definitely like a just put it on and um, turn your brain off kind of movie, and that's what I liked about it, though. Hmm. Anything else? That was it for me as far as movies go. But Dune Part 2 is now arriving two, par two weeks earlier. Uh, we knew that it was going to happen next year. They've bumped it ahead, which two weeks, I guess it's a little something, right? I mean, I waited for this movie f forever. Right. So two weeks is, you know, so at least they're trying to give you something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, a little too late, if you ask me. <laughs> another n s news story from in the movies. Uh, 
Alec Baldwin Rust video comes out of him uh, using a gun. It's not the same scene where the the tragedy happened, but it's mm -hmm. him previous to that directing a fight scene using a gun with blanks. Uh, a lot of people are speculating that his team leaked this to try to make him look good. I also think so. Uh, I I also saw a lot of speculation about that. Unconfirmed, I don't but yeah. That, I don't doubt that for one single fucking second, though. I don't know what... I mean, it's not going to do anything for him in court, but in the court of public opinion, I suppose, it can yeah, help. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, that's the, what I think. It's like... Yeah. The court of opinion is very important for film stars like that. That's true, yeah. Yeah. All right, coming next week, News of the Week, TV and Movies of the Week, uh, Surviving Paradise Episode 6 is going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, I wonder if we'll know the rules by then. I'm going to bet no. It's, it, there's a possibility we have no idea what's going on. Uh, <laughs> and they'll probably add like five more people for no reason and raise the prize money. <laughs> Not even 100,000 more. It's going to be like 76, uh, 25. Just n for no reason. <laughs> okay, uh, time for the round that we give to the man called Jeremy. The Jeremy Bear Me round. Um, mm hmm. A uh, controversial YouTuber whose house went up in flames was targeted by criminal gang. Do you remember this story? Uh, no. Friendly Jordies? I, nope. I heard about this through uh, I Did a Thing, uh, the Boy Boy oh. channel. Because this guy, w w did you ever see the Boy Boy video where they go and gamble and try to make, uh, try to, they try, they specifically go and try to gamble to uh, launder money. Uh, well, this guy. Friendly Jordy's had been uh, revealing that stuff on his channel for years, and that's kind of where they got the idea. Uh, and his house had been firebombed, and so now they're revealing that some this gang was attacking him for his YouTube videos, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Hmm. I have never heard about this. Really? I'm okay. Yeah. Honest. Go yeah. to the Boy Boy channel, which is like uh, Boy Boy and I Did a Things channel, and they do a video mm. a few, maybe a year ago even, about gambling in Australia, and they talk about this whole situation. And they'll do, <laughs> you'll get a better view of everything from that than I could ever explain it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it seems super fucking interesting, though. Yeah, definitely, because it's like a. There, if you get into it, there's you know um, politicians who are helping to back these this situation by not passing laws to uh, curb the things in gambling that allow you to launder money. So, mm. uh, I saw an interview with Pierce Morgan and Andrew Tate in Romania. I didn't watch it, but I did watch this tea spill. Um, Oh, video video on it that you you yeah. I watched it so you don't have to video yeah yes yeah uh, what did she say uh, basically that he just was denying everything and saying that yeah basic the one big thing she pointed out was he kept saying well I was just training these girls to do TikTok and they're mm -hmm. that's why they're attacking me is uh, these women 
uh, I was teaching them how to make money on TikTok, and that was trafficking them. But some of the things That's he's funny. accused of were like nine years ago, and yeah. TikTok didn't exist nine years ago, so <laughs> the whole idea is just broken. Yeah, it is so fucking weird. I mean, uh, I sent you... Uh, okay, so yeah, so let's talk a little uh, more about the completionist. Uh, we talked a little about it last week. Uh, right, I did not get a chance to watch the video, but I have watched other videos that probably have all that stuff in it, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, it also came out this week that... Uh, According to them, they had worked... So, the, uh, one of the charities that uh, was involved with this was a golf tournament. And in that golf tournament, in this newest episode that uh, uh, Mudahar gave out, he talks about uh, them working with Monster Energy Drink before <laughs> Monster Energy Drink was uh, even a thing. Uh, so, it it is so a lie that this company uh, or this golf tournament had worked with Monster Energy Drink when they say they had worked with Monster Energy Drink because there was nothing called Monster Energy Drink when they supposedly worked with them. Interesting. So that is very interesting. Also, no fucking receipts still. That is maybe the worst thing. It's like he has not... Uh, shown ev any evidence that there is money in this account. Yeah, so the situation is looking worse and worse. I I, uh, I really, really hope he shows receipts uh, soon because he has had more or less a w uh, over a week now and I find it kind of like sad that he's not like willing to show receipts for uh, showing that this money exists, at least. I had heard that he showed some kind of, like, uh, something, but that it wasn't as much as people thought was in there. That's what I had heard, mm -hmm. but I, I'm not as versed on it as you. Um, you want to talk about Will Smith? <laughs> Do I? <laughs> oh. uh, a guy came out with a book saying that Will Smith... Is bi or maybe gay? We're not really sure. Oh, uh, but I'm he's... pretty sure that guy's a liar. Is what I think. Yeah, it's a little like the President Obama. I think the, I saw the book, and the book is actually about like the uh, Hollywood elite Illuminati who are like killing babies right. and drinking their blood, and then the Will yes. Smith just the Will Smith stuff also happens to be in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little like one thing is not like the other, maybe in a way. Yeah, I think this guy just knew Will Smith and he needed like an outlandish story to sell his book, and so that's what he came out with. But yeah, that's what I think. Who knows? Uh, so has not Mr. Beast buried himself before? Yeah, but this time it was for longer. I think the last one was for like five days, and this one was for seven days or something. Ah, okay. Yeah, it, it would definitely rehash the same video, though. Yeah. I, I felt like I I was like, have I not seen this before? <laughs> I didn't like the first time he did it, and this time I, I also did... I It's not exciting. That's not an exciting video to just lie there and pee yeah. on yourself. <laughs> 
of course, uh, PewDiePie showed uh, the real reason why he left uh, Sweden with a lot of Norway bashing, so I laughed very much. Oh, I need to see that. I didn't watch it yet. Oh, it was so fun. I saw the video, but I thought it was just going to be like a talking head thing. Is that what it is? No, oh. no, it's him and uh, and uh, his friend. Oh my god, help me. I don't know. I haven't seen the video. He's most, <laughs> he's most fa uh, 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 Ken. Oh, Cinnamon Toast it's, Ken. Or yes, ja and it, it could have been Jack Septicai, I guess. Uh, who no, else no, could it, have it been? was Ken. Ken, okay. Ken. And he had a PowerPoint presentation uh, that uh, he had made. PewDiePie had the PowerPoint uh, situation. Okay. That was so funny. Yeah. Uh, the Alex Jones video game came out. Everybody was excited oh for God. that. <laughs> so fucking stupid. It basically side scroller like ripoff of the old Duke uh, Nukem. If it, you played yes. the original Duke Nukem 1 and 2, not 3D, like that version, that's what it looked like, except just. A crappy Alex Jones version with what they're fighting the globalist like uh, Bill Gates and stuff like that. Yeah, it looks really yeah. silly. Uh, I have seen a video from a channel I had never ever seen a video before this week mm -hmm. called Economics Explained. Have you ever heard of Economics Explained? I gotta be honest, that doesn't sound exciting, but no. No, it does not sound exciting at all, does it? No. But they they had a video called, Did the Perfect Economy Just Get Better? That is a video I very thoroughly enjoyed and very much enjoy. Uh, uh, recommend for you, Luke. Okay. It's about a Norwegian economy. All right. Uh, Pokemane cookie scandal oh my god this is so fucking stupid people are mad because <laughs> she's charging seven dollars for oh. a bag of cookies i think the reason yeah. people are mostly mad is because it's like for four ounces of cookies the thing is right and you don't have to buy the cookies just don't buy the cookies <laughs> well i think uh, she's also was in a lot of controversy because she was like calling people poor that couldn't afford it. I think that was an offhanded comment to like one person in her chat. I don't think that was like to everybody that if you can't buy my cookies, you're poor. I think it was one per like person. It seemed like that to me from the video I saw, but I don't know. Okay. Okay. I think that was totally blown out of proportion of like, she said that to one guy in her chat was, who was harassing her probably. And then okay. everybody took it. Oh, she's talking to everybody. Uh, mm. But I don't know. That's what I... And that's what she said, too. So, I don't know. Okay. I think okay. the dumb part is... Uh, this shouldn't be a scandal unless somebody had received cookies for $7 or whatever. $28 for how many... Mm. For $7 a bag and then went, wait, these bags are only four ounces? If you didn't advertise that they were small bags and then you charge people a lot, that would be one thing. But it's mm. it's all there... People are getting mad at something that you can see all the details of. I don't understand. It's just right. silly. Yeah. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah. My mom always said... I bet a lot of these people who are complaining about it own, like, a Gucci shirt or a Gucci hat also. And it's like, oh, are, is that not overpriced? Is your... You know what I mean? Yeah. Are your Nikes yeah. not overpriced, my dude? Mm, yeah, that's a... Uh, that is a very good... 
arguments, I would say. Right. And and it's also like yeah, like you said, nobody's like forcing. Yeah, it, to, like, it, people are comparing, oh, well, there's these other cookies that are cheaper, and they're, like, basically the same cookie. You just added a vitamin right. D and something else, and it's like, okay, go buy those cookies. I don't, yeah, what's yeah. the, I don't understand the problem. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally get it. Yeah. It's, 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 it, it's what I call, like, when people want to find something to be angry about. Right. Yeah. They, they want to make a video about so, somebody, and... Yeah, and I also wrote down here. At, Sniper Wolf is is super happy that this happened. I'm sure because it's taking yeah. all the fucking uh, heat off of her back, as well as the other is thing that happened this Wolf? week. Is Sniper Wolf? Right, exactly. Because That's another Sniper. thing yeah. that happened this week, Colleen Ballinger is back. Yeah, guess who's back? Back again. Tell a friend. Uh, with like an another non-apology, and then just went right into vlo- daily vlogging, like nothing happened. <laughs> At least she didn't fucking sing, so where's that? She apologized for the singing, saying that it yes. was um, embarrassing and that she... Uh, but she left it up and everything, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to go to her... Let's go to her channel and see how many... Is she getting views, like massive views still? I don't even know. Uh, yeah. Oh. Wouldn't think so, right? You just heard... Her like intro thing. Um, oh. Okay, so hi, which was the ukulele vlog, had 16 million views. That's pretty, you know, obvious. Mm. Before that, her vlogs were getting 200,000, less than 200,000, around 200,000, right? Mm. After hi fall vlog, one million, and then back down to 200,000 for the video that was posted yesterday. So she's back to the exact same amount of views she was getting pre-scandal, uh, which is insane. People just don't care. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't have anything else to talk about. That was the big story this week, so I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. For people that listen to the end of the podcast, uh, we are doing something in February. Teasing it. Teasing it. And we got a bunch of big things happening at the end of the year also, so. Mm-hmm. Are, are we doing something at the end of the year? Do we do that, usually? We do, do do some that? big things at the end of the year, so look forward to that. Mm. And ha- happy mm. Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah. Gobble, gobble. Bye-bye, everybody. Another, di- another, digi- another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. 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 Citizen.